What's up and welcome to For Real For Real podcast with your comadres Paula and Sara. Tune in as we catch up and talk about our señora lives, motherhood, real talk, and of course, all the chisme. We want to welcome you into our comadre crew. We know how it is and life is full of ups and downs. So count on your comadres to tell it to you like it is, pretty or not, we got you. Thanks for listening. Here's our most recent episode of For Real, For Real. Hello, hello, and welcome back to For Real, For Real. This is your For Real Comadre, Paula, and this is episode 15, part two of our episode on love languages. Last week, we left you off breaking down what each of the love languages are, and we gave you a little insight into what Sarah and I are. Um, join us this week and figuring out a little bit more of what those love languages are and how we can use them to benefit our relationships or for the betterment of our relationships. Without further ado, uh, this is part two of our episode on love languages. As the year goes on, the years go on, the Dead Sea thinks, oh, my God, this is so annoying. Like, you never stop talking, which means like, hey, maybe I have something to say now, but you're not listening because you're so used to always doing all the talking. And then for the babbling mm -hmm. brook years in, it's like, I don't even know this person. They never talk to me. They don't let mm -hmm. me in. Not knowing that all along, that's how we started. And um, I <laughs> for us, maybe I'm not to a total. I a, a couple notches down from a uh, babbling brook perhaps and yeah. he's maybe a little bit of a dead sea but with a little bit of just a spark in there and he's let me in but yeah I've always been the talker but when we we've learned you know that there are things in common that we love to talk about and we can go toe for toe and just have really nice conversations and I really like that um but yeah do I love it when he listens <laughs> because I talk and he knows oh my god like here she goes She's gonna, and she, he'll tell me now, I'll be like, oh, this is going to be a long one, isn't it? And I said, boy, buckle up, because yes. <gasps> you know, okay, it's going to be a long one, isn't it? And so, oh, yeah, I mean, hello. We are, and now we're in 20 minutes in. Like, he knows. He knows. <laughs> and so, and, and it's just, yeah, it's just about learning what you are, who you are, and what actually makes you happy, but also taking the time to learn what that same thing is for your partner and then trying to learn how to speak in their language. It might not be, for example, for my husband, it's acts of service, doing things, making, lightening the load when he's already busy, even though I'm busy taking the time. And, and that's when, when it's appreciated more, right? Because he knows I'm super busy and he's super busy. But if I do things like, uh, you know, take the dog to the vet because, you know, he could get a couple of more, you know, whatever hours in for work or just then same for me. Like, hey, you're going to go to the grocery store so I can work out things like that. That's important. Being able to speak each other's language and doing for that person because it makes 
you as a whole you know that better. You're thinking about that other person. Yeah. Yeah, and and not expecting something in return. Like so, I'm not I'm not going to go and get you a coffee because then I think then you're going to go either buy me something or give me or say thank no, you. No, you shouldn't expect it back. That's right. What, that's, it's doing it to do it, not because you're expecting something back. Exactly. So kind of you you kind of touched on number three, which is receiving gifts, and you gave the example that he had given about that couple that she would um I think he would give the gift no or, yeah, yeah he, he was I giving he the gave gift, her gift mm-hmm. when when they were dating but then after they had gotten married he had realized that it had been like 20 something years and he had never given her a gift but then I which then I was like what the fuck 20 something years and you never gave her a gift like what is that mm-hmm. but anyway so he totally makes up for it and listens to it and realizes that she wants those that that's important to her and it's not necessary i think he did something every day for a week uh-huh. and it was small things but she was like he's like i'm gonna do this and she's like we can't afford that because he was i think he brought home pizza one day for the kids and another day he brought them each a cookie like different little things right but she's like i'm not expecting this every day because we can't afford it and he's like no like well i'm gonna do something so then you said they've been he started to do it once a week and that's just something that he understands now that it's part of her love language and she's really like that that makes up for what she wants so that makes her completely happy and then in return I think that when I hate using the term love tank is full then you want to go back and, and and it gives you purpose you feel like okay he understands me I'm happy so let me make him happy and then you want to do something in return so then so that's number three receiving gifts and in general doesn't have to be anything lavish doesn't have to be but it is all the little things um just uh, he said he would bring home a flower or something um and that just goes like to show that that person is thinking of you that that they i think that's one of mine i still haven't taken the test so i am going to take the test and we said i i don't know if we're going to record it or not but We'll see what happens. I want to know what mine is. Um, but I think that's something of mine because I'm not I, I'm not used to that. So I kind of like that. And it makes me think, wow, that person took time out of their day to get, to think of me and went and did this for me. Like that, that is important to me. That makes me feel special. So receiving gifts is number three. So mm-hmm. is receiving gifts yours at all? Um, it's very low on there and I like gifts, okay. so I would have thought that it would have been a lot higher on my list, but no, it is, it is on the lower end. For me, it's more, it's a, I guess words of affirmation is number one and then, um, quality time and acts of service tie for number two. Okay. So you have, so we've already gone over number one, words of affirmation, quality time is on your list. So we already did the quality time. So next acts of service. So you were also speaking about that with um about your husband. So that's on his too. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. Yeah, that acts of service is his. Uh, it's his number one. Oh, it's his number one. It's his wow. number one. Mm-hmm. What's your number one? Uh, words of affirmation. Okay. Yeah. So acts of service. So acts of service, like you said, could be little things. Um, also just to show that you are either thinking about that person or you are thinking about the person, but more in a, I, I want to do this for you because I know that you are busy with whatever. 
Yeah, like for us, it's built like um, I drive the car more, so I make sure that it always has gas. I I put the garbage cans out on like Monday night for us, so then that he doesn't have to move the car. And then while I'm working out, then he goes and he takes all the garbage from all of the house and then takes it out to the curb. And then at the end of the day, I come in and I put in the gar, you know, the can, so he doesn't have to worry about it. It's just about for those us. Are, those are little things. Those are little things that, but they do make a difference. Um, I can say, I mean, that's, I can say garbage is a big one for me too. I hate it. I hate taking out the garbage. Um, I hate gathering all of the garbage and all of the rooms and getting them together. And he does that. And it's, I just feel so good when I see him. Like, I'm like, do you need help? Do you want me to go get the garbage? Do you want me? He's like, oh, I got it. I got it. And he'll do it. And I love it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have to do it. Thank you so much. So little stuff like that is. And that's actually one of the examples, isn't it, in the book? Uh-huh. Yeah, like I cut, cutting out, the grass, the, the trash. All those. the can. I think, mm-hmm. I think one of the men that he was talking about said that he dreaded Mondays because He's tired from work, so he drives up the driveway, and he has to get the garbage can out to the front. And then his wife did it for him one day, and she's like, well, I thought I would do it for you. And that he was like, wow, like, that's so nice of you. Like, it's just little stuff like that. Yeah, it, honestly, it makes a really big difference. And just picking up on those things that you know that would really, it, for for me, like, even though my husband's working from home, he gets really busy. Like he works a lot more now than um than he did before. Not that he didn't work when he was le- leaving the house, but obviously you have to leave your office at some point and come home. Now because he doesn't have that commute, he's in there till ten o'clock or whatever. Me knowing, uh-huh. hey, I'm going to go and you know take out the can, so then you don't have to. Like it's a pain, right? It gets late. You don't want to take out the car because for us we have to take out the car to, in order to get the cans out of the garage. And just things that they're tedious and to make sure that or I'll get something as simple as getting the mail. So he's like, hey, the mail's always here. I get it. Um, Or just things like that. They just honestly, they make such a big difference for me. The dishes, making sure, hey, if if they could help me out with the dishes so I don't have to uh, like at seven o'clock at night when I'm done with my workout, I still have to wash the dishes before I, I make dinner. And don't come for me. We eat late in this house. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. I don't have any time, so we all are going to eat when I have time to cook. But that helps me out a lot. That makes a big difference. And before, it wasn't working out because I was like, well, I still have to go grocery shopping, and I still have to go um, clean the kitchen and do the dishes. And that eats a whole bunch of time in our day. And he'd be like, oh, let me make a Costco run. So he would go. Um, that way I didn't have to go get the you know whatever we needed for dinner and i dishes would be done so or yesterday hey i'm running out of time i was running errands this week he i was like can you turn on the oven that was even a big big help because i was like all right then i'm done with my workout and i'll pop in whatever in the oven which was like 40 minutes that would have eaten like 15 minutes for the oven to heat up and then another 40 minutes Mm -hmm. and it all there are little things but oh my Gosh, and honestly, I, they mean more than a gift. And I thought I would never say that. I like gifts. I love you gifts. What? I love gifts. You, I like gifts. You but, love gifts. But turning on the oven, knowing that you're knowing that you're supposed to not supposed to, but knowing to turn on the oven 
before I have to tell you and then I come up and I, maybe I didn't realize to ask for it. Like, oh, yeah. dang it. Now I'm going to. I can gonna... see that. That means a whole lot more than getting a gift. That was a gift. To me, that was yeah. a gift. Thank you. You turned on the. I was already running late. It was like two days in a row running behind on my whole schedule. And we were eating pretty. We were already eating. We were, we were already set to eat pretty late, like later than we normally do on those days. But then having him help with that. Bam. Yesterday, he ordered dinner. Right before I finished my workout, so it was ready, like, by the time I got out of the shower. Um, and so just things like that, they are, they come in clutch, and then I'm just like, man, now you're speaking my love language. Have you ever, like, I've never said that before. I was like, ooh, now you're, do you're, now you're doing it for me. So I, I really That's encourage good. everyone to, to, and you don't even have to own the book. I mean, borrow it from the library. Go on uh, fivelovelanguages.com, look, look even it Even if up. you don't want to read it, even if you don't want to read it, take the test. It take, makes yeah. a difference. Like, take the test. It'll tell you what you are, and then it'll give you a brief explanation of, of everything. So uh -huh. you can But definitely so read the book because then you get more details. Again, I think it's really important to stress that it's not it about doing something for someone, expecting something in return. Um, right. I do want to highlight. So the last one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Wait, what do you want to highlight? Physical touch. Something to do oh, with? Well, it was, it was about, um, there's this one couple that he talks about in this book on how like the, the wife is like, it, 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 they mention nagging a lot. And I think a lot of the times we get as women, we get that bad rap as like naggers, right? That we're always nagging. But I was, think the way that we say things. So it mm -hmm. was like learning the talk. Mm -hmm. yeah so then he's the wife is like i nag him like i need him to paint the room i'm like always telling him like it's been like a year or i've asked there's like no how i've asked in every conceivable way and so then the 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 therapist was like um why don't you stop asking him because clearly that's getting you nowhere right why don't you stop asking him why don't you just start doing for him then the husband started to be like whoa like She's doing all the, it's almost like into guilting them, but you're not really Didn't trying to guilt them. Didn't she start complimenting him? Didn't she yeah. start complimenting or saying, I like it when you do this and I like it when you do that or, yeah. you know, thank you for taking out the trash or thank you for, and yeah, like you said, it's not kind of guilt them, but it builds them up, makes them feel good. Because then they're like, wait, okay, you're making me feel good. Like, what can I do to make you feel good? Mm -hmm. And it's this thing that's mm -hmm. supposed to snap in each other, but like, oh, that's what that means. And it's not so much about trying to do it to get something out of it. It's about being genuine because then that sets a pattern for the rest of your relationship. And it's not a tit for tat. It's about, you know, what I want to make sure that you're happy and fulfilled. But also the great side effect of that is that you're going to be happy and fulfilled and you're going to be thinking, well, what can I do for my partner to make sure she feels the same way she's making me feel right now or he, you know, vice yeah, versa. Yeah. So that that's like I, I wanted before. No, but like I said before, you are happy. You your next instinct or I guess mine would be if you're like I'm happy, well then I wanna make him happy. I wanna see what they want. So that totally makes sense. Because at first when she was saying I've been asking him for do do to paint the room and it's nearly been a year and he hasn't done it and he's like, Stop telling him to paint the room and she's like, Well, how is he gonna know to paint the room? It's like he knows that he has to paint the room. It's clearly not working for you. And once he started to do that, then he kind of, I guess, 
felt bad and built up and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And she's really going to appreciate it. And it's going to make her happy. And she did it. He did it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it, like you were saying, it is good for somebody to read the book because he gives little examples like that, or he gives problems that the couple had and how they got out of it and what they did. So the next one is physical touch. So there's a lot of power in that, and, and that comes in a lot of different forms. Um, touching, um, crisis touch, um, like it, there's different examples of physical touch. It's not just the hug or um, it can be as minimal as holding hands. Mm-hmm. As, and I think that's big for me. Physical touch is very big for me. I'm a very touchy-feely person. Like I am, I, I'm. I hug people. I like to even when I express myself. Like if I'm, if I'm with you and I'm having a conversation and I'm joking with you, or if I see you, I I need to hug you. I need to touch you. I need to, you know. I, I I'm just. I've always been that way. So I am that way, and I need that back. That's why I know that's definitely what on my. <laughs> on my one of my love languages and I haven't even taken a test but it's as small as like I said holding hands when you're walking going through the parking lot um for me it's holding hands it's definitely holding hands riding in the car and for him you you do not know how I felt the first couple of times that we would get in the car together and he would look for my hand or or put his hand on my thigh or like just do something to me it was like oh my god I love this because it's something small but I, it, it means a lot to me and um he goes into talking about that and also uh for men sometimes it's sex and it's not just the act of sex it's the act of knowing that this person is into you and wants to be with you and that might not be the case for your partner you know like she may not be into it. so another one is Another different one that also relates to physical touch is a crisis. So, and that one I felt like that had something like that was totally big for me. Um, And I think it kind of scarred me. Like he goes into an example of saying how marriages go through all different crises and how um, it's important to show um, somebody that is big on physical touch to show that in with physical touch so an example was uh death of somebody and it might not be that big of a deal to you but if your spouse has lost somebody or is feeling a certain way it might be more important for her or for him for you to take them in and hug them and hold them as they're going through whatever it is that they're going through and it might not be a lot it might seem like it's a little bit but it's really big for that person and I clearly remember, uh, I mean, that stayed in my head forever. I remember going through something like that and my partner at the time not doing that for me and just watching me like break down and not do anything, not hug me, not console me, not wipe my tears. And I felt so like broken, like what, how come you're not? And I kind of needed that. Like I, and it's different for you to reach out to somebody to hold you and then for them to come automatically do that for you. So physical touch is all kinds of different things, but I know definitely it's one of mine. 
Yeah, it's important. There's one thing he mentions, right? That this couple or that if you don't pay attention or if you pay attention, you'll realize that sometimes people go without actually physic and this is non-sexual touching. This is just holding hands, putting your sho- your hand on somebody's shoulder. Sometimes you can go weeks without putting your hand on your spouse or your partner. And then if you think about it, oh, like, wow, and it's true. Um, I need, I, it's, although it's, I thought that one would be way more important, like way more, um, like a lot higher on my on list top for you. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't, but I mean, it's definitely because I do, I like, we come home every day. Like I come home from work every day and I, I like to kiss my husband and hug him. And, and that's actually important for him. Physical touch is w- on one of the tops for him. Now it's it's a little lower for me, but it's important to him. And see, I didn't know that, but I like I love to come home and give him a hug, give him a kiss. Um, he like just uh, um, shoulder massages, things like that. He loves that, and so just physically being near each other, like we would just be sitting on the mm-hmm. couch, totally not paying attention to each other, watching a movie while being on our phones, and be just sitting next to each other. And mm-hmm. so for me, that kind of fulfills my um, my quality time, right? But then also his physical touch for him because we're just sitting next mm-hmm. to each other. So we're just like laying on top of each other on the couch, just anything like that. Like, and, and sometimes for me, it's just like, oh my God, like I can't breathe, move away. Like it's too much. Like, like the, we have this big old couch, you know, like move, move <laughs> over. Um, but that's important to him. And, it, uh, and before oh, I read wow, this, bro. I didn't know. And I was like, oh, really? Like, so you had you weren't aware of it, or you knew that he was kind of into it, but you weren't aware of how important it was to him. Um, no, I mean, like it all clicked. Like once I read the book, like oh, like that makes sense, sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew he liked um, massages and shoulder rubs and holding my hand, things, things like that. I know he liked, but I didn't, I didn't understand how it all kind of went together. Sometimes I literally thought he was just sitting almost on top of my thigh to annoy me and he just wants to be near me like for me spending quality time we could be on opposite ends of the couch watching a movie and to me that was important there that's good yeah but like he literally needs to be all up on me and i would think holy moly can you stop you're annoying me like i can't breathe it's hot get away from i love that i love that like i'm super intimosa i am very touchy-feely I am going to, if we're watching TV, like, like you said, it could be a big old couch, but I'm like, why aren't you sitting next to me? Like, and I'm like, I need that. I, I, I need that. I need to be next to you. I need to be like, I, my favorite thing to do when we're watching TV is to go watch it in bed because I like to be cuddled up watching it. Like I just, and I don't care. I don't care um, about how early in the morning it is and if you brush your teeth and I just I super intimosa like I love to do that I, I'm, I've always been like that with I'm telling you I'm like that with my parents I'm like that with my baby I'm I just I'm I'm very touchy-feely and I love that I'm Funny. so about let me comerte a besos let me do like I just love that so to me I'm like oh yeah that's definitely one of them I totally see that I do that for a second and then I'm over it. Like I, if I see him, if I see him doing nothing, I'll go there and be like, oh, like I just want to squish your cheeks. And then I'm like on top of him and just bugging him. And then I, that that fulfills me. 
like a minute or less than a minute and then I go to my side of the couch and then I'm good <laughs> I just want to go and just like oh just grab his cheeks and kiss him and then just be like like bug him for a bit and then I'm like all right like I'm done like I'm done like I'm good I'm I'm moving on and then he'll come <laughs> sit and I was like no like I did like I'm good but see he wasn't good like I'm good and I'm like you can go back to your side of the couch like leave me alone um, okay so Tell me yours and his again, because I want to see how you two are different and how you're similar and how like that was very interesting to me to see how you said it fulfills my quality time and his physical touch at the same time. Yeah. So what were yours? So my number one is words of affirmation Mm -hmm. and then quality time and acts of service tie for number two for me. And then for him... His number one is acts of service. Uh-huh. And his, uh, what is it? Receiving gifts and physical touch are number two for him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I want to do the same. So I'm going to do it. I will do it um, tonight. I'm going to do it. And then I will have him take his. And I will, I'm curious to see. Because as I was reading the book, like he's like, what are you reading? We kind of talked about it a little bit. Because... It would, uh, there was one that actually kind of brought me, like, I got all teary when I was reading it, and it was just the most minimal thing. God, I wish I remember. I know I made notes, and I I highlighted it, and I wanted to talk, well, not talk about it, but I just thought how minimal it was, and I was like, wow, that's all this, I I think it was talking about a husband and wife, and the wife only wanted him. Um, And he was like, what are you reading? And so I was telling him, and I said, "I, I want you to read it. And he's like, okay. He's like, I will. So I want him to read it, um, and I want to do it, but I also want him to take the test because I'm very curious to see if I – I think I know them, but I might not. You know, I, it might be like you. Like, you're totally surprised. Yeah. Um, so I want to see, and, I, and not, it's interesting to see how they relate and how we can see it then afterwards. Like, for you to say, okay, this one fulfilled mine, but it didn't fulfill his. Like, that's, that's important to see. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's a, I'm like, huh. Like how can I do this and not do him and then try to compare? So, um I'm going to have him read it too. And he's like, "Well, if I read it, what you going to give me?" Oh my god. Is that a pat on the back? <laughs> a thumbs up. A, no, it's physical touch. I'm give him a pat on the back. <laughs> um yeah, no. So it it was it was nice. It, it just again, as after being for us, like after being married for so long, it's nice to be able to um just get to know each other in a different way. And you do you have to evolve, I think, in a relationship when you've been together for a long time or or not to prepare yourself, right? To know that that honeymoon phase does fit away and it doesn't mean that you don't love each other. It just means that you just have to evolve and take your relationship in a different direction and actually it's hard work marriage is hard work uh relationships are hard work and so it's about the work that we put in and it doesn't have to be tedious labor but it does have to be you know anything that we love like to get your degree to to i think he he says that right he says like it's funny how we prepare to get our degrees we Put so much time but for marriage a lot of them we just jump in head first you just get married you don't there's no mm-hmm. preparation for it and then you wonder why you know a lot of us end up in the ways that we do and it's just about 
you know, taking the time to know that you're with another person. They're not an object. And we're not it's objects. It's not just like I'm married and we're done. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. It continues on from there. And I think that's when, like, when you see, like, those older married couples and they're still in love and you just think, oh, my God, a couple goals. And But I'm sure, like, they it's taken them so long. Like, before you weren't allowed to get divorced, right? Some people should have totally. Like, I think that divorce is a great thing because some people just should not be together. But um, mm-hmm. before, that really wasn't an option for many people. And so they stuck it out. And sometimes those people, maybe divorce wasn't um, something that they, they would have done or that they would have done, but they really m- were meant to be together. But maybe it was like the easy thing. They're like, all right, we're not getting along. But when you stick it out, I mean, obviously, when you're talking about other horrible things, yes, people don't belong together. But sometimes just because it's hard uh, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be together. You just kind of have to just, you know, give it a little I bit of a elbow yeah. grease and, and, and yeah, push your way and through it. And so and I think that's what it work. is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, right. You've been you've been through that. You know, like, you know, you tried. You did what you needed to do. And it just didn't work out and again it didn't work out so i I think it's easy to if he does mention that and i think it sort of went into the whole you have the option to work at it and to stick it out and that's real love or you jump ship and you're like we're done and i I think that nowadays like you said divorce um yeah there are people that should not be together at all and i think that from the beginning you have that gut feeling, but you're just not listening because you're so in bliss and so in love that you're like, no, we're meant to be together forever. And then that doesn't work out because you're too toxic. It's a toxic relationship or, or there can be some kind of abuse or something like that. Like that, that those are people that don't belong to each other and divorce is totally necessary. But there's also instances where marriage is not easy. It is not about fairy tale weddings and getting together and then being in love and that's it like it, it's work it's actual work you are with this person and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and you need to want to work through it and i'm not saying it's not it's, it's there's always going to be problems either but if you don't want to work it out and if it's not the option is not divorce right away like let's get divorced i hate when i do have i do know people that throw divorce out there right away like divorce is like comes out of their mouth so freely now that it's in every argument that it's um that it's something that they don't think about or or go through a process it's just some it's the option to go through like that's it and when that happens that's dangerous because divorce is not something that should be thrown out there like that like it's nothing divorce is super you know that's the last resort And have you, you need to stop and not be so instinctual and say, divorce is it for me. I I want a divorce. You need to work at it. And marriage is not a game. Like it's, it's not a, we're dating now. We're not dating now. That's it. You know, you're out of my life, but it also goes into everybody else's opinion and values and what you consider important. And you, sometimes they don't take into consideration kids. If you have children that are going to go through this, because while you're having this issue of ups and downs and I want to be with this person, I don't want to be with this person. If you have children involved, you're also bringing them through it. And that's, that's not a need for it either. So I think it, I think marriage nowadays is not as, I don't know, not, I don't want to say important, but 
it's not as sacred as it was before. And like you were saying, some couples stuck it out and went through super highs and lows and just stuck it out because they felt they needed to. And then they've come up above and still been married and still been together. It doesn't necessarily always mean that they are, that they love each other. It's just the fact that, like you said, they didn't think that divorce was an option. So they are still together and they have now been, well, now we grow old together. We're just going to be together because now we're old and we need each other's company. Yeah. So there, there's so many different ways to look at it. But number one, I really, marriage is work. You need to work at it. And the two of you need to want to work at it. Yes, it takes two. That, that, that's like, I think it goes unsaid, but it should be, right? A lot of the times we fight so hard. I've been watching um, Divorce divorce Court a lot on YouTube. I just it's my busy thing while I'm cooking and cleaning around. Divorce <laughs> Divorce. Court? Hold on. Don't, okay, Hi. don't judge me. But it's totally fun um, because it's not like some some are a little bit like sadder, more serious cases. But it's mostly a lot of these people aren't really married. Some are, but they're just going to her. She's not actually divorcing them. She's just kind of like giving them advice. She makes them take this compatible well, Judge Lynn Toller, like there's Judge Faith. She's like the new judge on there. So she does things a little differently. I haven't watched hers too much, but the other one, Judge Lynn Toller, she used to make them take a compatibility quiz just to see where they were at and then kind of tell her their problems and like why either she wants to get a divorce or why he does. And then they sue each other for a little bit of money because they're pissed or whatever. And so just like seeing, and so he was like, what the hell are you? watching and i was like divorce court and he's like why the hell are you watching divorce court are you trying to tell me something? Well, yeah i would i would be the same thing like are you trying to get pointers like what the hell are you doing no it's <laughs> again it goes back to human behavior right and so the reason i bring it up is because she said marriage takes two people um sometimes you could be so in love with somebody but if they don't love you back or if they just don't want to work at it there's nothing you can do right it, it has to be the two people not, agreeing, yeah, ag- agreeing, yeah. like either we're going to push through on this together because you can't do it alone. And and she says, she says this all the time um, to the couples on there. She says, don't let somebody tell you more than once that they don't want you. Mm. You know, and sometimes I think um, both men and women, we we stick by because we love somebody so passionately or and they don't love us and we know right but it hurts so much and they can tell you they can straight up tell you in those words like i don't want you but we stick around because and oh, they're stick it out yeah so the most important thing is you know we have we have to love ourselves and that comes at a price it's it's hard it's really hard to to love ourselves and that's another thing she says, you know, you have to love yourself before you can let anyone else love you or you can learn to truly love somebody else. Because what I mean, is that really if I we mean, don't love ourselves? I know it, I know it's cliche and we hear that a lot, a lot. Like you can't let somebody love you until you love yourself. But when, when you put it into words like that, like somebody can clearly tell you point blank, I don't love you. And you still don't hear it because yeah. you love them so much. And it's not, it's not their problem. It's yours because you're allowing this to happen because it, there's definitely issues with, you know, you. And when you hold yourself at a different level, 
then that's when you realize, I don't need this person. This person doesn't love me. And this is just toxic, you know? I think that's how toxic relationships happen. Um, you are so broken or there's or, or you're feeling a certain way. You feel you need this person to continue and you can't without them. And you are so passionate about them that you can't even see yourself without them. So you don't care how they treat you. You don't care what they put you through. You don't care. And that's where all of that comes in place. Um, something else, um, you mentioned divorce court, and I totally had flashbacks, you know, of divorce court. Not that I went, like, my, my court or whatever, when I went through it was, like, totally, like, crazy or anything. We were pretty civil, I have to say, of, uh, at the moment, like, how it was, how everything played out at the time. We were very civil. We We both, it was something that was, um mutual i want to say and we didn't fight for anything we were it wasn't a nasty divorce in fact the our attorney was actually very surprised at how we came to agree to everything because we had i had already talked about everything and what it was that um we were going to do or what i wanted done and he totally agreed with everything so that played out okay my experience with that was actually going to court and getting the process done when I was there, just seeing how everybody was going through such different experiences really, really, like, stayed with me. And you just never know what somebody's going through. And you run into so many different circumstances, whether it be money and financial problems, whether it be abuse, whether it be restraining orders because of the abuse. And so then that it just puts things into perspective, you know, and you start to see... And that's, it's really sad. It's really sad to, to be in a courtroom where everybody is there to get divorced. It's super sad just to see how all of these things can play out. And at the moment, I was very grateful that that's not a place where I was at because it's already painful enough that you're going through it, let alone sitting there and hearing all of these stories and imagining how hard it must be. And then when children are involved, it's even harder. So it's 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 something that you know you you do realize and you do see that this is something that takes work and for me at least it's not something to play with like you don't don't get married because you feel that that's what you need to do and at the same time don't throw divorce out there because it's you feel like you're you're caught up in anger and issues and things that you might be going through at the moment without really getting in tune with your feelings and what it is that you want and what it is that you feel and trying to see if that person, your partner, is also there. I have, for example, I know somebody that is going through some things right now and I, I know they've been together for a few years, there's kids involved um, and I know she's expressed like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm just totally done. This is, I've been thinking about it for a while and my thought is, really think about it because you need to see now if this has been going on for a while then there's a little bit more to it you know and if both of you have been speaking about it already then you're more than than just thinking about it It, it's taken both of you have actually thought about it and it's a process now especially if it's been for years but you need to think and the way that I thought about it is have you done everything that you feel have you honestly done everything you think that there is to do have you thought about counseling have you thought about um 
bettering communication? Have you seen what the actual issues are? Are you in tune with what this, what your partner is asking or what it is that you're asking and are they being fulfilled or not? And is your partner trying to work with you on them or are they not? Um, a lot of things that come in and also I think it was brought up in the book is, um, I think it went under physical touch for some reason, but I, I don't remember what exactly it was. I'm going to look it up and see. Um, was when somebody cheats on the other person. Um, that's or, or not directly even cheats. Even if, if, if it's just a thought or trust is broken. Let's say trust is broken. It's really hard to come back from that. And that is additional work. Like that's it's work on top of work. Like now you're fighting for your marriage, but not only that, you're you're also gonna need to gain that trust back. But that can only happen if the your partner truly wants to work at it and do it. Because I've I, when I've had instances with family or friends that there is cheating involved or that trust has been broken some other way. Um, and it can be so many different ways, not only cheating, but it can be um, financially. It can be with something that was very sacred to somebody and them doing something behind their back or somewhere where trust was broken. And all of a sudden you are, you stay with this person because you, you want to be with them, but you don't truly forgive them. I think that's the worst of all, because if you are wholeheartedly going to forgive this person for whatever it is that they did and broke your trust, and you want to work at getting back together, then you need to wholeheartedly forgive them, not forgive them in the time being, and then come back a couple of days later and be in a mood or throw it in their face every argument you get, because you will never get past it with that. And the other person is set with like, I thought you forgave me for that. And and then it's a struggle. It's back and forth, back and forth. And then both of you are miserable. You don't, you can't go forward and, and you keep going back. So it's really hard that I think that's one of the toughest situations to be in because then you don't know, should I stay with this person because they can't truly forgive me? And then the other person is like, I want to be with this person, but I forget, I say I forgive them, but I really haven't. So that's another thing that that's really hard to get over. And I'm curious to see how many people have done that or can realistically look back and say, I ended this relationship because I couldn't trust again, or I'm in this relationship. And this is the, this is the cycle that we're going through and see how that's gotten them. Because I think a lot of marriages that have lasted a long time at one point or another have gone through something like this. But I'm curious to see where they are at with it. How do you get over that? Yeah, that's actually how I heard about this book the very first time. Many, many years ago, I was just a newlywed. I've just been married for a couple of years. Yeah, about two, three years, something like that. And a friend or uh, yeah, an old school friend was talking to me about um, how her and her husband had been really going through it and he he had stepped out of the marriage he had cheated and I at the time you know naively and you start to judge other people's marriages and, and mostly because at that time I was struggling really hard in my marriage too I didn't either I couldn't admit it to myself or I didn't realize it just yet just yet but it was a struggle anyway so we were we were sharing 
she's letting me know this wholeheartedly, very openly. Her husband had cheated, and this book had helped. And they're still together, and they seem so genuinely happy because they they were able not now not a not everyone is is able to and you know God forbid I don't know what I would do in that situation. Now, right after wisdom in many years, you you start to really know yourself and what your limits are. But when it comes to extremes like that, I don't, I don't think we know how we'll react. Anyways, now it just seems like their relationship relationship transcended into this area, and it was able to work for them of total and complete honesty, right? Because once you lose that trust and you have to rebuild from nothing once again, and both people are willing to do that. That can take you to somewhere completely different, completely honest, completely to a place where you weren't even at at the beginning. And so you just never know um, what it's like for people and and what trust or what honesty or what anything means. And you're right. You, it could be physically cheating, being intimate with another person, or we hear a lot about um, emotional cheating, right? If your partner doesn't mm-hmm. confide in you, but you find out that they're having so what these deep do, what conversations, do you think about that? Let's, uh, that let's, would let hurt me. me. Your, that would let definitely me quick thought. That would consider, definitely hurt me. Okay, do you consider um, no physical? No, of course, no physical at all. But do you consider somebody having a conversation or multiple conversations, even if it's like you know nowadays the DMs and all that stuff? Um, even if it's that, do you consider that cheating? Um, I guess it would. De- no, it wouldn't depend on anything. Yes, I think so. And now knowing that for me, words have value and words carry emotion to them and they can mean true connection with another human being. Yes, that would hurt me. Yes, I definitely think I'm, I'm would. the same way. I, I feel that if it's something you had to hide from me and you felt that you had to hide it and it's not open and and I'm not somewhere involved in that, then yes, then it is definitely, I think that in, I don't want to say in a way it hurts more than physical because I'd beat the shit out of him. If oh he yeah, no, them, but, either but way, yeah. That hurts, like to know that you were, I was not in your thought whatsoever and somebody else connected with you emotionally and you felt the need to reach out to somebody else that that would hurt big time like yes no, that's no, in not. my previous relationship that happened and we were together for a very long time we we're actually engaged to be married and somewhere along the line to this day i don't know if he stepped out you know physically he always said that he didn't but i did know that there was some sort of emotional connection there and that hurt it hurts mm-hmm. so bad. Um, at the time, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm thinking I'm building this life with this other person. And we are we are building towards the foundations for marriage. I don't think I ever recovered. I mean, clearly, right? I'm in a different relationship. But, um, yeah, no, I never recovered from that. That was, that was hurtful. That was painful. And um, uh, I never had any evidence of any anything physical happening but i definitely do know that there was there was something going on something yeah and and i mean i caught it 
that you always have your suspicions. Well, I had my suspicions and then you do your digging as ladies do. And they tell you, right, don't start digging for something that you're not ready to find because if you start find, looking yeah. you're going to find something you're and gonna I, find it there's a reason you're looking already mm -hmm. you know? i started looking and, and i found 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 and then oh, at some man. point right you have this information and it's almost like you feel guilty because you have this information and you're like mm -hmm. well how am i gonna say it and i'm very blunt as in my relationships i am i don't hold back and and i, I said okay like, hey, you know i looked through your phone or i did xyz um, I know this is happening, so like you can't deny it. I'm not. I don't play those games. I'm like, well, to catch him, no. Listen, I had a suspicion. I went digging. This is what I did. This is what I found. What's up? And so, oh. I never recovered. I mean, we we stayed together for years after that. I don't know why. Um, I think I still falsely thought, you know, we could save this. He, he, he loves me. He's fixing it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, and, and we never recovered. I never recovered. That was something to me. It was completely unforgivable. That's really hard to get over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. So, I've, I've, I've heard, well, not heard, but I've, I know people that have gone through um, a couple of those instances where they do find physical cheating. And they've recovered from it but to like we're talking like i want to say they've probably been married for 20 something years and this happened mid-marriage sort of and they have recovered from it i mean they're still together but till this day i know that it's still thrown in their face and that's something that still comes up because they were never able to fully recover from it you know that's that's really hard to be yeah. able to trust again and be able to do i i i feel they somewhat trust the person but that is a big scar that you are never able to really recover from and so they still throw that in there in, in arguments or in heated discussions or something that is still something that is brought up and that's that's really hard but that's that's why i say i mean it's easier said than done I haven't experienced that, but I can only imagine you trying to forgive somebody and you need to do it wholeheartedly. You can't keep doing that because you're doing it to yourself, really. Like you can't keep reliving that moment. And if you feel that somebody is still doing that and you don't trust them, then you shouldn't be with them. Then that's it. You know, I know it's easier said than done, but that it's just not worth it to me. Um, yeah. I also have somebody that know that, is in a relationship I mean it's toxic it is toxic there's constant cheating on both parts and um that's just the way that they've been accustomed now and I think that when when I was going through my separation this person came to me and he's male he's a male and he um said to me I don't know how you did it like I can't do this with my spouse um I don't see how I would be able to go through with it. You know, there there is children involved, but I can't get through it. And I just don't understand how you had the courage to have a small child, have everything set, have a house, have everything, and then just go ahead and do it. And it's not about that, you know, like the, the material things, the house and everything. It's about you. You really need to give it all and be honest with yourself and say, have I tried everything? Am I going to do this? Am I, you know, how, and see how it affects everybody and everything. And if 
you still have to be selfish at one point and say, do I want this for myself? Why am I going to continue in this? If it's not doing me any good, if it's only going to bring harm, and if I see that I've done absolutely everything that I can do in my power, and it's just still not working. So it's hard for somebody to actually take the step to do it. But if you're going to stick, my point is, if you're going to do it, do it. But if you're going to stick, if you're going to forgive that person, forgive that person for what they are doing and move on. Because this is a choice you made also to forgive. Yeah. So that's, At some point, we have to take ownership. Yeah. And I know it's easier said than done, but shit, you know, like, get, grow some and do it. Like, you, you need to. This is your life. We only have one. Why are you going to live it miserably? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, if at some point you if you decide to go, you go. If you decide to stay, that was your decision to stay. And you're right, you need to move on. You cannot keep as much as it hurts. I mean, obviously therapy should be involved. Some sort of help because we can't do it alone, right? We are human and you're going to tend to revert, but if you don't want to fall back into old patterns, uh we can't keep harping on the same thing like you need to talk about these issues and um find a way to be able to move forward together and constantly throwing that in your partner's face isn't going to lead to a healthy and prosperous union it's not Mm -hmm. going to keep it going so it's definitely difficult like i said you know there are couples that um can can withstand it and make it through for the better but sometimes you know i think it's hard to realize that uh it's it's time to go it's okay it's okay to let go it's and okay it, to let go yeah and even more difficult when you have children but at the end of the day we have to think think of our kids and think of what's best for them and sometimes what is best for them is is having them not, to let go yeah. yeah because they don't need to now hear the fighting it. and they don't need to hear all of that toxic and and even if you're not people that are fighting right you think your kids they know everything they know what's going on no matter how little they are they, they can feel that energy and um mm-hmm. like for us like i always i would hope that she grows up knowing that you know at least so far she has parents that love each other very much i truly love my husband girl that is so important for I'm- her to see that you know and now mm-hmm. she like gets mad like we can't kiss because she's like ew and she you know comes in between i love that but um i love but she knows that. she knows that her dad loves to still kiss me and that i still want to hold him and we like to sit next to each other and then she goes in and climbs in the middle and then once we're on separate sides of the couch then she's happy and it's just a joke and we were asking her the other day i was like what so what's your deal Still, I was like, you do know that we kiss. She's like, duh, I know how I was made. And I was like, <laughs> but um, but she's like, she's like, no, I don't know how it started. She's like, it's just a thing now. And I was like, oh, great. So, so I can't kiss my husband because it's a thing now. How were, um, how was your family uh, growing up? Did are were, were your parents like that? Um, yes and no. Like, I think my dad would try to be affectionate. And my mom would always like, like, but in that jokey manner, I, mm-hmm. my sister and I joke, we didn't grow up being very affectionate. Like even her and I don't hug. We don't, we're not huggers. Really? Yeah, we're not. We're not huggers. Um, physical, like um, 
thing emotional and but just that's physical. another thing that's not big on your list either yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's being like make, makes me uncomfortable like i'm getting better with it my husband actually he's the only one that he goes and he like whenever before right before covid he would go and hug her like hi sister you know and hug her and she would just stand there stiff and like look at me and now it's a joke but before, so, but we don't we're not huggers like even when her and i hug it's like that church hug where we're kind of like you know you're sticking your butt out like and it's again it's a joke now but we know that it's un- it's just uncomfortable i don't know that's hug. weird that's that's so strange to me because yeah. we're not like we're just you- we didn't i don't know maybe we just didn't get enough hugs or i don't remember it but no. i over od on hugs with nicole i love hugging her kissing her telling her i love her um and i don't think i got that or maybe i'm remembering wrong but i mean obviously not right for a reason hugging makes me uncomfortable with like anyone i just am not a hugger you are not like that no so, not at all you weren't raised like that either yeah i always thought that you weren't raised if you weren't raised like that then you would be extra well I, am. I wasn't like that i am with my daughter and i love like hugging my husband and but we're not like it's not there's no pda like out in public it's not like a natural normal however in a past relationship there was a lot of pda like holding hands and things like that um with my husband we we just don't we're not like hand holders or um the anything i'm like like i'm total like i said i'm totally in sync with i'm totally like all over and i like and i'm like that with mateo too and mateo is like that (laughs) he's very when he cries when he's happy when he's whenever something he wants to hug he wants he wants some kind of physical like touch or something um and i i made it a point also to do that because my parents weren't like that with me at all my both of my parents are not like that they do not touch they do not hug they are not my dad is totally like just straightforward my mom is super sweet but she in her own way she is not a hugger she's not all that Mm -hmm. with us which is so funny because with mateo they're both like that and they will be mm-hmm. all over him, hug him, kiss him, and tell them that they love him and tell him. And they never did that for us. So growing up, I didn't get that. So that's why I thought I was super extra with Mateo. But also seeing them in their relationship, they were never like that in front of us. They never hugged. They never kissed. Um, being physical or anything around us, never. Like, I never saw that. If any time it was, it was a kiss, like a quick, like, pack. Mm-hmm. When my father would come home from Mexico or leave or do something, like, that's when they would hug and just give a quick pack, and that would be it. But never did I see, you know, her cooking and him hugging her or, you know, or sitting on the couch together, holding hands. Never. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why I'm like that. I like that, and I and I love I like for the kids to see us doing that also because they do the whole, ew, like when we're, like if we kiss or something. But I want them to see that that's normal. And I want them to know that we love each other. And I know that they know that. And especially if we're cuddling, they both will come up to us and be like, group hugs. Like they'll do it too. Like they want, they they come and then they do it and then, okay, they leave. So I think that's super cute. Like I, I think that's important for kids to see that in a relationship. I totally i think that's up there on my list on something that i that i want to make and enforce on them so that when they see that they see that it's normal and that it's okay for that to happen in a relationship 
No, definitely. Yeah, that's one thing. I, I wish she sees that she's in a home, or I hope she knows that she's in a home where her parents truly we're not tolerating each other. We're still truly in love. Exactly. And so, um, and I mean, obviously, right? I mean, to have like four more years with her before she goes off to college and then it's just me and him. And um, he touches on that in the book too, right? At some point you become empty nesters. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, you have to face what you haven't been facing yeah, if that's the case. Because a lot of the times we avoid it, right? Because you're busy with kids and this and that and you don't have time for each other. And then you have nothing but time for each other. And then it's like the real scary part. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, why have we been together all the year- these years? Or how did we make I, it together all these years? We can't stand each other or we don't know each other. Or I think that's when older couples get divorced. When everybody's like, wow, they've been married for 20 something years and they're getting divorced. Like, wow. That's, I think that's what happens. They run out of They've, they've realized that they were just tolerating each other and they have nothing to talk about. And yeah. that's when it all like comes down. Yeah. So, I mean, la- ladies, gentlemen. Oh, wait. Speaking of gentlemen, did you hear from Ramiro? I did. Oh, me too. Hi, Remington. 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 <laughs> he's, still al- yes. he's still lurking around. Thanks. He's still there. He's listening <laughs> to us. Thank you for reaching out. We did. We were I just thought wondering. that was so cute. I was like, yeah, oh, there you too. are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we, I, I definitely encourage, I think we both do, right? Uh, read the book or at least take the yeah. quiz and see if it helps. I mean, it could only help. And um, I want to know. I want to know what, ev- what everybody thinks and if it really does work for you. Like if you never heard about this and then you suddenly take the test or you read the book and you fit yourself into what yours are i want to know if you think that it's true and if things start making sense for you as maybe Mm -hmm. where you're lacking and you realize it and you're like oh this is why i need this or this is what i want because sometimes you don't know what you want we talked about that last week you don't know what you want and you're not in tune with it so how are you going to be pissed and not know what's going on what do you want it's not that simple. What it's... do you want? What do you want? Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? I was so confused. I was like, wait, is that, who is that? And then I realized that I'm like, oh. let us know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I had to. I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I had I'm surprised it. it didn't come out earlier. I hadn't. I know. There was a moment. There was a moment there you said, we have to know what we want. I was about to, but it was kind of a more of a serious tone. So now that we're like, kind of yeah. wrapping up, got to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, yeah. No, this was a great conversation. I would honestly love to hear some some feedback. And if anyone does it, I want to hear you take the test, get your results. Um, see what unicorns results are as well. And mm-hmm. if you like go like, ah, that makes sense. Or, you know, so that, that would be real interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing what that is. And I think I am just definitely going to put this into place. And for any of you that didn't know, I actually found out that there's also a five languages of teenagers or five languages of children. For children. Yeah. Which, I, I want to get that one. Next. Yes. Because a lot of the times, like, we get so frustrated with our kids. like We're yelling at them. They're not listening. They also have a lot of language. You know, some might like it better when, you know, you do little things for them or they like to cuddle or um, they like 
praise. And so, again, sometimes it's like, you know, we birthed them, so we should know them. But they're little humans and with their own personalities. And so we don't know. And as I embark on this and this new journey with a, a teenage girl, I, I want to get to know her. So actually, that's next time my list. I already ordered it to get it. I'm going to listen to it on Audible. That's awesome. But I mm-hmm. also want to get the actual book. And so that is what I'm looking forward to. I think that that's helpful. And if you're having, there was one thing I read, like if you're having trouble with your teens, sometimes they're just like starving for love and attention in a way that you're not giving it. Sometimes we think like by providing like a, a material things, that's showing that we love them. But because maybe, like you said, that's something we were missing when we were kids. We didn't have a lot of physical things, possessions. Yeah. And that's what we want to give our kids because maybe that's mm-hmm. how we felt loved and we were missing it. And they might not need that at all. They just might need like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing, kid. Or, or hey, let's go to the movies together and yeah. spend time. And so we just don't know. And that might be the, the code to crack whatever barrier might be starting to build with our children. And so... I'm very excited to actually jump into that one. But in the meantime, I'm, apparently I'm, I'm going to be um, giving massages and doing stuff for huh. this one. Now that he's like, wait, what are you, what, how is this going to benefit me? So, um, no, good times, exciting times. I'm glad we did this. Maybe we could start a little I'm book so- club. This was good. I, like I liked it. it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that I'm not into it. I am sort of into self-help stuff, but um, this was an important one because it helped you discover stuff. And it definitely is about, you know, something important. Your relationship yeah. is definitely on there. So yes, I encourage everybody to get it, to take the test and um, it, don't get scared. It's not an actual test people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's quiz. Qu- it's a question. Already questions. A little bit questions, you know? Yeah, it's um, very easy. And it's funny how with those little questions, you will figure out who you are. Like, it, it really does. So I want to let us know what you found out, if you feel it does truly relate to you. And if you had, like you said, that aha moment that you're like, okay, this makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I totally had them. And I mean, I, he even said, he's like, well, why don't you answer these questions? You say you know me so well. And I think I do. Most of the time, I... No, kind of but like you, you said, you were surprised. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. I was so surprised with some at the end. I was like, oh, but in, in some like air be like, oh, he's totally going to get this one. And then when he did it, I was like, huh, that gives you something to think about. Like, I think I know him like the back of my hand. I know him very, very well. Because that's, that's our perception of mm-hmm. them. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're wanting. So that's why yeah, total example of why this book is so important. Exactly, exactly. It just gives me an insight into oh, like maybe this is what you need a little bit more of. Like I was giving you a mm-hmm. ton of this because this is how I've come to know you, and you've responded mm-hmm. well to this. But there's something else, and so to truly be happy as a whole, and when your partner is happy, then you're happy because you want to bring joy to them, right? And and vice versa, and then everybody's hopefully happy. So yeah. Um, good deal. Thank you for listening. This episode has been incredibly long. We're at two and a half hours. So it's definitely gonna, going to be split. This up. Definitely mm-hmm. split into two episodes. So um, thank you for, for sticking by. Hopefully this was interesting to you. And um, we look forward to hearing what you know have what to say. Think. 
yes, let us know if this is something that interests you, helps you, enlightens you in any way, and any examples that you might have. Um, or if this is something that you would want to hear more about, something more like this, like uh, um, us like venturing out and showing you what we found and seeing, you know, if you've never heard about this, this is something that might have helped you a lot. Let us know what you think, and we'd be totally happy to do anything like that. For sure. With that being said, comadres, thank you for listening to For Real, For Real. Comadre, I will see or we will talk about what else we're going to talk about um, for our next episode. But give us any feedback, any. um, Oh, I did want to say I totally forgot about this. So I know I sort of touched upon I I got a lot of feedback from my last uh, episode, which is the last episode with me, which was 12. Um, male feedback, by the way. Um, and a lot of uh, feedback from couples, from males, and wanting to do their male perspective on things. So I'm yeah. interested to see if they listen to this episode, what they have to say, um, what they think about it, um, and and get sort of like their opinion on it. Um, we did get a lot. Like I said, I got a lot of feedback. I forgot to tell you about that. Um, telling us how they related to it or that they were uh, excited to hear about it. And then males also giving their point of view. Although some started and then they would be like, okay, I totally want to tell you about this. And then they just didn't. So I want to see what they have to say if they listen and um, give us your feedback. If you have any topics that you would like us to discuss also, give us your feedback on that. And I'm going to go ahead and read off our uh, handles for that. So for Instagram, we're on for real underscore for real pod. On Facebook, we are for real for real pod. And email for real pod at gmail.com. And we are available on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes um, under for real for real. Although I do know that for some of them, I think we're under Paula and Sarah. So either or will work um, for a search. Yeah. And don't forget, um, it would really help us out for all of you to be able to find us if you go on iTunes. I don't know about the other. If you favorite us on Anchor, you'll obviously know exactly when new episodes are up. If you subscribe, hope please subscribe on um, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and um, uh, what else? Breaker. Um, please rate us. You could give us five stars on iTunes. That would be very helpful. Leave us a review. That's very helpful for us to know what you are looking for. But also just, you know, some words of encouragement, man. I like words of affirmation. So please <laughs> give us some feedback. That would be, that would be great. Um, but with that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you, comadres. We will catch you on the next episode. And you know the deal. Spread it like your tia. Spread the cheese. See you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Spread it. <laughs>